This is real life. It's much more sinister. Welcome to the Only in Public Libraries podcast, Off the Shelf. In this episode, we're going to discuss Catherine Cavendish's The Garden of Bewitchment. So let's get started with that. So we'll start with a little summary. This book takes place in 1893. Main characters Evelyn and Claire leave their home for life in a more rural area in England. When a strange toy garden mysteriously appears, a chain of increasingly terrifying events is unleashed. Their neighbor, Matthew Dixon, befriends Evelyn, but seems to have more than one secret to hide. Then the horror really begins. So we're going to do some discussion questions today, switch it up a little. First of all, what did you guys think of the quote-unquote love story between Evelyn and Matthew? How did you feel about that? It was quick and romanticized, as you would expect for the 1890s. Okay. <laughs> um, Very proper. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, like, they knew each other for all, like, two weeks. <laughs> I feel like it was over two weeks. Over time, it was months, but, like, yeah. their second meeting, she was like, oh, my gosh. I think I fancy this man. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is very perfect. Between her, I don't know if he wants me just for my money, and yeah. I fancy him. And also, what is he hiding? Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, like, it's it's almost tragic because he winds up not being bad at all. All. I know. Like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with him. No, it, it's it's so shifty, though. It's I mean, the whole book has a whole overarching plot twist and whatever, but it's like the whole time we're, like, tossed between the two, like, oh, he's great, he's the best man I've ever met, and also, oh my gosh, he might try to kill me in my sleep. But it's it exhausting. kind of makes sense after you get to the end yes. and the huge plot twist. When you get to the plot twist, it yeah, does. It's it makes like, more and less sense, I guess. I, I mean, it's, what, the plot test is probably a little over half the book end. Oh, it's very close to the end. Oh, well, I, like I, I got days. it. I got it. I'm like 160-something. Yes. I was like, oh, I know that. I know I, what's going on. I figured it out, like, really early in the book. Well, I just got, there was that whole beat where he was like, oh, is Evelyn not home? And it's, like, surprisingly they're not there at the same uh-huh. time. Like, it's I like, thought hmm. something was that when she was talking about the, the um, maid Nancy. Oh, yeah? When yeah. she was being all weird at the beginning. And, yeah. yeah. And I was like, when she's not around, I was like, something's not right here. <laughs> and then as we had the first mention of, like, Mr. Skeleton being like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. What? what? Who did I... Who was that? The, when and then were, I was like, ah, yes. Ah, there's that one scene real. where they're walking together, <laughs> and Mr. Skelton says, hi, Mrs. Miss Wayne. Yeah. And she's like, why would you just say hi to me? Maybe mm-hmm. he just didn't see her. It's like, no, no. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Claire. You are not real. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, so anyway, the love story between these two is not really like a love story. Like, they don't kiss. They don't do anything. They don't end up together. Sometimes that's all that's is needed, apparently. Yeah. I mean, historical fiction. I, I think it was supposed to be a little bit of, like, a distraction. You know, it's, like, all this other stuff's happening. But, like, they're so cute. Like, let's talk about how cute they are. I think it was, I don't know, a pivotal support system for someone that is clearly... Ill. Losing yes. it, yeah. <laughs> someone yeah. that is experiencing the split personality disorder. and So, I think it was good because she had no one like her no. parents died and she, she had no one and left. she left all she left her yeah. uh, maid and her parents kind of like gave up on her and like facilitated these delusions and yep. these you know these issues that she was having they were like well you can't beat them join them mm-hmm. <laughs> she seems happy we'll just leave it 
Yep. I mean, it's very 1890s, yes. you know, mental health. At least they didn't, like, send well, her to the I ocean. Well, I mean, I'm sure they <laughs> would have been, like, it's better. 1890s, they probably still would have been, like, mm, she needs to be institutionalized. And maybe she's a witch. So, we don't know. Surprisingly, <laughs> yeah. they didn't institutionalize her. Yeah, that, yeah, that, but that seems well, a little off base. I get maybe it's because the family had money. Oh, could be. And they might have had the scandal. means to. They just, like, excused it. They might have had the means to keep her home. Well, they had the and, psychotherapist yeah. there, which, like, was not even really a thing yet probably really freudian i mean it was it was a thing in the 1890s it just was very uh simplified yeah okay well on to the next question which is pretty heavy how would you describe this style of writing and do you think it's accurate to the time period i mean i don't read a lot of books from 1893 so i don't no, I guess. I would say it's it's like what someone would write in 1893. It doesn't sound like someone wrote it today about 1893. It sounds like someone was writing it in that time period. Yeah, that's what I liked about it, actually, is that it didn't come across as like, let me describe this in terms you would understand. You know, it's kind of just like, here I am. It was horribly cheesy. And I was like, yeah, this is... This is See, fair. I didn't find it cheesy at all. I found it very, like, Shirley Jackson-esque or very... Bronte. It just felt very true to the Gothic literature. Yeah, they kind style of style of writing. They got rid of all the like flashy flash, like describing things in flowery language, a la Wordsworth, which was the worst thing ever. But um, I think that's the whole issue with like the timeline is that we can't figure out because she does, she doesn't say like, and then I spent two months doing. The, it's just like two months passed, you know. And I think that seems pretty accurate for the time period. Yeah. I don't mean flowery. I, I mean no, no, cheesy. No, like, the character writing and the dialogue is definitely, like... Like like a young adult you want to roll... Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to roll your eyes on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can definitely... There, Especially the love story between Evelyn and Matthew. It's like, oh, you look so lovely today. And you're like, you met one hour ago. Like, you do not know anything about each other. This would not happen in real life. I just felt like reading an anime. <laughs> oh, yeah? I don't read anime. In some ways. Well... You, yeah, you don't. That's watch anime. Yes. <laughs> that's obviously I don't watch it either. So, um, but yeah, I thought it was very. I don't know. Brittany didn't like it. Moral no. of the story. No, 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 no. I just felt like it was. I've mentioned this before. I felt like it was an episode of Doctor Who meets Goosebumps. It was that like it was strange ending not that's not spooky. really resolved, and you know it just was like the descriptions weren't. I don't think that they were more like slightly thrilling. I didn't feel like they were. See, this it's very much so um, inspired by like I said earlier, Shirley Jackson. Mm-hmm. This book actually reminds me a lot of um, We've Always Lived in the Castle or. Um, the Haunting of Hill House. Same kind of style of language, same kind of characters. They're very crazy, mm-hmm. and there's just something not quite right about them. And I guess, uh, but I've seen that slightly done cheesy. in different ways, and I just guess I don't appreciate this way as much as you guys did. It's okay. I wouldn't say that I, like, appreciated it. I just couldn't read it at night because I knew that it would give me nightmares. Um... 
it wasn't really like for me it wasn't really spooky in the sense of like I'm very afraid I'm going to get transported into a garden and gets you know it was just kind of like the language and like it was eerie you just always had the feeling that something was like right behind you I didn't feel like that at all I felt kind of I don't know it felt like I was doing any mundane task like I had a hard time getting through the first 80 to 100 pages and I was like you just like weren't immersed in it no not at all Hmm. And then I, once, like, the triple digits hit, then I was like, eh, it's picking <laughs> up a bit. And then I started getting more into it. But it's still, even then, I just, a lot of the, yeah, those effects I I pictured in my head, like a 40s movie. Yes. I pictured it very, you know, a black and white monster ant film or um, the swamp thing. You know, something just as... A giant worm. With, okay, <laughs> with old effects, it doesn't. It's not. Doesn't make it not good. No, I, I can. See it that just though. doesn't reach the effect that you're hoping for. I guess. Sure. Is what I felt about it. That answers my question. Did you like the style? Did you like the style, Rachel? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> I read yeah. books like this all the time. So. I don't read a lot of books that are scary-ish, scary-esque, I don't know, like gothic, I don't love gothic literature. I read Frankenstein in college because I had to. Um, I don't know, It's I get scared easily, so. I like thrilling and supernatural. Yeah, like I, this time's like I like 10, a lot, like, yeah, I like more adventure books, and it doesn't, doesn't necessarily have to be, I don't know, like grotesque. It doesn't have to be, you know, overtly bloody and all that other stuff it doesn't have to be like that to be scary for me but you want to talk cheesy i'm gonna say this dracula you need to read dracula that is super cheesy yeah and uh you will take back you'll take back everything that you said about this book when frankenstein even a little bit is kind of well i don't know not as bad no it's it's older yeah um who was your favorite character in this book did you have one or a least favorite character i guess I hated Claire, even though she wasn't real. I hated her. <laughs> yeah. No, she's written like a character. You believe that she's real. I think that's She was okay. super annoying. I didn't get, like, the whole... I'm sorry, that, that part towards the end where they're, like, coming to the conclusion, mm-hmm. and it's like, this professor, but we're going to backwrite all this weird Ugh. stuff that happened with the box that yeah. was buried that was a friend's, but wait, he suddenly knew you when you were a child, but we didn't mention any of that before. Yeah. So it was like... His whole bit where he's like, would you be against seeing a psychologist? And she's like, why? And he's like, oh, I just feel like you would benefit. It's like, no, you just come out and say it. Uh-huh. Say your line. Or how about, why don't I remember any of this? Well, because we hypnotized you. I'm like, what? Wait. Yeah. It's all that you had. All that, that whole conclusion was like, no. why? There's a hundred different ways yeah. to add this and this. Yeah. Not, not well, that, Honestly, that's kind of what, like gothic literature kind of is it's kind of just like i'm gonna write something that you literally physically cannot see coming you and can't it's going follow to be it. ridiculous and y'all's gonna read it <laughs> <laughs> it is it just doesn't like it's a nonsensical kind of end and he just disappears the professor just well he was Ooh, gone he, he, he was came dead in. the whole time he came in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying he was it seems so cheesy because it was like yeah. ooh, and yeah. he just came in for this Mm-hmm. This part, and now he's gone. <laughs> like he's such an important character. <laughs> he only appears for these like ten pages. 
Yeah, it's true. Oh, so so favorite character? I'm assuming yours was the professor. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I'm going now. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I can see that is cheesy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's what like the first part you think was like very boring and bland. That's like I think that's the part that really immersed me was that it's yeah. like here's just their life. They're just two women, presumably doing their thing and then all this weird stuff this house start whatever you know that's I was the, more immersed time. when they were like in the garden <laughs> like the garden of a witcher because then I'm like I'm picturing like all this overgrowth sure, and it sure. that came more like alive for me than the whole rest of the book yeah so honestly as horrible as those <laughs> scenes were I kind of like them better. I just oh my gosh that part where she sticks her foot in and it like turns to cardboard and it's like oh my whatever yeah, that was an interesting thing to imagine. But, yeah. Okay. We still haven't picked any favorite characters. I don't really have any. No, I think they... Matthew is probably the the high runner for that one. I liked that horse that ran away that one time. It was great. <laughs> 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 Nobody even had a dog to like. There were no dogs. What about the realtor? That person was oh, in the yeah. book as much as the professor no was. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> she buys the house within two minutes of stepping inside. Yeah. I feel like the characters, you know, the reason we might not have any favorite characters is because they're kind of written very unlikable. Mm-hmm. All of them. Yeah. They're not so. very descriptive either. Like, you don't really know what any of them really look like. You don't, you know, you don't know anything about it them. kind of leaves it to yourself to picture. But, I mean, I mean, they just, they explain the mannerisms and the behavior and, like, the descriptions of their physical being as in uptight, pristine, mm-hmm. like those those types of well, adjectives. Was, but Claire was very Yeah, nice untidy yeah. and wrinkled clothes and unkempt hair mm-hmm. and things like that. And it's like, how many times did she just go in front of a mirror and just, <sighs> like, mess well, up her not hair? real, so as many as she wanted, I guess. <laughs> it was just interesting, like, how that works. When you think about split personality. My favorite character was a giant worm. Really? No. <laughs> Branwell, maybe, who also wasn't real. He, I don't know, I guess his, Evelyn. His visage was terrifying. Yeah. So it was like, oh, his eyes turned to, like, slits. Mm-hmm. It just, it made me grossed out more than anything, because they were, like, talking about, like, oozing at one mm-hmm. point, and I was like, ew. Yep. <laughs> I'm just grossed out right now. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, well... Are the Moors considered a character? You know, they're I talked guess, about a lot in Gothic literature. Yeah, the the uh, surrounding area, sure. It's peaceful. Sure. beautiful. The one cave That's... where they try to to uh, burn the box. That could count. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the Moors, I guess, are my favorite characters. The, the craggy rocks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Um, how did you feel about the plot twist? Did you like it? Um, the split personality plot twist, yes. Yeah. The other parts, so like I said, it was very quick, very last minute kind of, let's throw you for a loop. But I felt like that was the only one that was, um, I guess, really expanded upon. It seemed like it made sense throughout the whole book. You could see the yes. various signs. You can it. look back and be like, oh, I remember this part and this part and this part where it mm-hmm. was really, you know. Mm-hmm one person instead of two and like I liked that those kinds of like really thought out plot twists I think are really good so I enjoyed that one 
Did you like it? Yeah, I mean, I kind of saw it coming. I figured that Claire was going to turn out to not be real. I didn't know how. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if she were going to be imaginary or a ghost. ghost. Mm -hmm. But, so yeah, I liked it. Um, And then this other one I had was, was the ending conclusive for you when they end up being a part of the garden? And the epilogue where there's, like, a little girl who, like, same same stuff, different day. I don't know. And you think, like, are you afraid of the dark? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you end off with the those... Twilight Zone yeah, kind of thing. Yes. So, yes and no. Like, it was I not hate. a great ending how we got there, but yeah. I was like, all right, they're stuck in there forever. I didn't like any of these characters, so bye. <laughs> they just be dancing. Yeah. I hate stuff like that where it's, like, alternate reality, you know, like, you're peeking into something. I hate that, so no. You know what? Did not like that. that. That was one of those things with it that really bothered me the whole time was that, like, I mean, I guess that's kind of the point. Like, you can't tell when it's real and when it's not because half the time she'll, like, wake up and be like, what a terrible nightmare. And then half the yeah. time she, like, stumbles home from the from the moors and you're like I just and, and I, I guess think, that's that's part of the writing but. I think yeah I think the intent was to make like I didn't like it I didn't like not being able to focus on where I was exactly in, in, in the book I was like wait a minute so did she just transport into this area we're just talking about this now and I'm thinking did I miss some lines yeah. in the story like am I getting too confused and I think it was just intended to like throw you off mm-hmm. of the um, understanding, yeah, just like Evelyn was feeling, like an intentional vagueness, because mm-hmm. she didn't know whether she was coming or going either. So mm-hmm. I mean, why should we? Yeah, she really she she needs help. She's cray cray. She's not gonna get it now. Also, yeah, that whole thing with like, I've known you your whole life. Ah, it's like just okay. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Um, so then I just have some, like, themes that we could go over in regards to the book. Like, horror, do you think that this should be categorized as as a horror book? Yes. No. No? Maybe a thriller and a psychological thriller in some ways, but not a horror. Okay. I didn't feel like it, like I said, I just, some points I was laughing. (laughs) <laughs> I felt like I shouldn't have been laughing. And I'm an easily scared person. <laughs> what is the difference between a horror and a thriller? I think horror is intended to terrify you, but a thriller is intended to make you think. And I think that that's what I did. <laughs> Not so much at the end, but during the book, I was like, ooh, wait What's a minute. Like, that's, that's the experience I got from it. You think it is horror? Yeah, it has very much so undertones of like Poe and the. I'm not into any classical writing, and I am not a literature person, so I know. <laughs> no, I just needed to get your definitions. It's all good. Man. Yeah, yeah. We're not English teachers here. Are you fine? <laughs> I mean, technically, life is the only one with an English degree, so. Yep. Um, what did you think, Elijah, from a literary point of view? I think that it's difficult to define horror in a lot of ways, so I would categorize it as maybe like similar to gothic lit. That's probably the closest you could get, because like Fra- Frankenstein, I could see a lot of Frankenstein in that, and it talks so much about like the storms and the grass and the rocks. It's and, a very yeah. Bronte thing to do. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can see that. I don't also know. did not read that. <laughs> That's <Or> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rather. 
Um, another theme would be family in this book. Um, how did you feel about their family? And, like, did you, I don't know, did you feel it was, like, it led to, like, her demise in some way? I don't know. They fostered her mental health issues when she needed help and support, and they kind of just gave in and was like, it's too much work. So I didn't feel like... Although they, you know, I th- I felt like their decision-making as a family was not on par with what it should have been. Um, but it also checks out for the time But they also wanted to be, you know, you know, they, I guess, loved their daughter to mm-hmm. just be like, it doesn't matter, just happiness, just be happy. Still iffy. It's like in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, he's like, cool motive, still murder. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then we could talk about the morals in the time. I thought it was really interesting how, like, the, the like, courtship, I guess, between Evelyn and Matthew, like, proceeded, even though, like I said, they never hugged, they never kissed, they never did anything. Did you see anything else like that in this book regarding to, like, how different times are now? There was one scene where Claire was talking about Branwell seeing her in her nightgown, and she was so embarrassed, and I'm mm. like... Not for the faint of heart, people. <laughs> yeah, there was also when um, Evelyn was staying at the inns when she was looking for Claire. And she was like, what are they going to say about me? Like a single older woman, like staying in a hotel by herself. Very <laughs> dramatic. Like, there was a, also the scene Everything towards... back then was dramatic, though. Oh, I, I can't imagine. I can't <laughs> imagine. But there was also that scene towards the end when it was like her and Matthew together in their house. And then the neighbor, the skeleton guy, comes in and... Matthew's like, now this is going to be the talk of the town. Just us two standing here in your house. (sighs) Again, just seems really dramatic. But I guess you would talk about what you liked and didn't like about the book, if you had anything else. I liked the length of the book. It wasn't, you know, a, a read that would take up your entire life. And it wasn't something that, you know, like a series where you read almost 400 pages as the first book and then you're like well now I gotta read the second book and this is gonna eat up all my free time so goodbye life twice (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I see your point yeah it was just kind of like a quick yeah sort of I like that it was dip your toe in the story simple because you get to enjoy it but without you know neglecting all of the other things in your life (laughs) (laughs) I think I really liked how, like, accessible the language was. Like, I mean, it is it is young adult, so, I mean, that makes sense, but it's like... Oh, no, it's not young adult. Oh, it's not young adult? No, it's regular adult. Oh, good. All right, great. Well, forget that. Uh, but anyway, the language so, is still really accessible, and... Does that change your thought process now about the, you know cheesiness where you roll your eyes because it's not a young adult story anymore maybe a little bit (laughs) i don't know i'm an adult and i enjoyed it so (laughs) i don't know i I wouldn't say that this should be off limits for teens this like i said the language is accessible there's nothing in there that's no i felt like it belonged more in young adult than an adult fiction yeah but uh some i don't know it was well written i think yeah. For the accuracy of the time that was trying to embody and there's some moments that made me second guess though and they were talking about the pool and I was like, wait a minute. 
pools? Yeah, they talk about a pool. When? When he describes the Garden of Bewitchment. Okay, it's 1893, though. Like a pool of water. Pools Pools were around for centuries. But, like, it just stopped and made me think of, like, today's modern (laughs) pool, and I'm thinking about it in that time period. I'm Mm. like, what? So I had to, like, sit down and actually think, oh, yes. I did feel like... Pools existed. (laughs) (laughs) The realtor, for whatever reason, I felt was, like, Effie Trinket, which Mm. I don't even know why, so I can kind of see like i don't know the personality that they gave her or something it just was in those those two pages that she was yeah yeah (laughs) that's all i could think of was effie trinket did she even say anything barely i don't know i don't remember if it was a guy or girl (laughs) it might have been a a guy i'm pretty sure it was a woman 85 percent sure very effie trinket to me Okay. Reread it. Maybe you'll agree. I just vaguely remember Kai. Like, that's how my brain was picturing it. It's just like, he's standing in, like, the kitchen or whatever. I'm sure it is a girl. And that's just like... Yeah, I kind of want to look That's now. how slow it was for me that I can't even remember. Maybe it was more Evelyn that reminded me of the Epi Trinket type. I don't know. But something was very, like... You just know how her personality is. Mm-hmm. I don't know, guys. I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, like, I just pictured that, and then she sees Matthew, like, going past the window, and I'm like, oh no. Because <laughs> she immediately was awestruck by this. It man. was a guy. It was a guy. <laughs> the estate agent had been speaking to but her, he was, Evelyn, but she hadn't registered a word of what he'd said. But he was very, like, like apparently. Yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't wow. know. I thought of him just Whoa. like maybe I should talking this. to her and she's not answering and being weird and about her sister and he's like, okay. <laughs> Do you guys remember the scene where they go shopping and yes. mm-hmm. and she wants to buy a hat and they yell at her or something? Yeah. No, no, no. Claire, Claire gets has a mad. Mm-hmm. And then like storms oh my out. Gosh, how weird must that have looked to those people? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, so let's let's unpack that's, this scene. That's why. I was like, this is that is a good psychological yes. thriller type. Yeah. And, like, you, you go back to all those scenes. Yeah, she's and like, the like, people were staring at us so uh-huh. weird. And it's like, well, that's because it's just, just one person. Slam down the hat Probably and just walk throwing out. things around. Like, <laughs> even the responses of the the worker there was just like, are you okay? And she just was like, you're offending me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. <laughs> that is an extreme response. <laughs> but I mean, when you're paranoid and have a split personality, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, and don't know it, yeah. The other part, that, the other scene that really stands out to me is when um, the first haunting happens and Claire's room is, like, completely distraught. Oh, they and throw the he, bed in the air, like, yeah, that sort of thing? Yeah, and she wraps her arms around Claire. So, like, I don't know, just the whole image of that. Mm-hmm. Is just, just sitting very, there holding the air. Yeah, like, how was she not surprised by what had just gone down? When Your brain compartmentalizes. I've looked into There the are idea some, like, things <laughs> I wish that they would kind of, like... Like, cinematically, how they go back and they show the scene as it was with the one person. Yeah, yeah. And I was kind of wishing something like that for, like, when the Garden of Bewitchment's, pe- like, the ivy was, mm-hmm. you know, she was downstairs, had no idea what was happening, and she heard it upstairs, runs upstairs, and then the ivy is all over Claire. And she has to pull it off and mm-hmm. hack it away. And I'm like, so how did that, yeah, like, so how did that all occur? Because she ran out of the room at one moment and got the scissors and then came back so my thought was like so was the ivy ivy wrapped around really was it real though 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's was true, she too. having a, del- a hallucination? Because Matthew was also like, actually, some of this stuff is real because I know yes. the Garden of Bewitchment. Yeah. So, like, it was really hard to discern. Mm-hmm. Which, which, again, is probably... Intentional. Yeah. But by the end, you're like, well, we're solving this. So, I mean, if we're going to have this random Let's ghost go professor, <laughs> at least explain the rest of this. I would say that it was a very good... I don't know. To me, it was a very good um, examination of what, like, with split personality would be like. Yeah, probably. It's immersed. Yeah. Yeah. It feels very um, hard to discern. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds accurate. Um, were there any final parting comments? Would you read it again? Yes. Would you read a sequel? She has um, lots of horror books. I... I really like I I'm I'm okay with that. I read it and mm-hmm. I'm I'm like content with it. Check that off the list. All good. Yeah, but I don't think I would revisit it. Like I don't think it's as I don't know. I just think that expectation was not met for me. Yeah, it's also like when you have the plot twist and you're like, "Well, I reread it and I already know." Yeah, you already know. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't think I I would. I think I would kind of move on. Okay. Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Off the Shelf. Um, We'll see you in a few weeks.